Welcome to Inside the Raven's Eye. I'm your host, Alan Mitchell. My medicine name is Raven's Spirit. This podcast is partnered with Earth and Spirit Medicine, owned and operated by Winfield Ivers. His medicine name is Coyote Thunderhawk. He is a shaman here in the state of Utah. So make sure to visit earthandspiritmedicine.com and check out the services they provide. In this episode of Conversations with a Shaman, Coyote Thunderhawk talks about the importance of self-awareness. Enjoy. One of the greatest keys of success in a balanced and prioritized life is just getting it started right away, operating from the highest vibrations from the time I get up in the morning to the time I go to sleep. So I think today... Our fire is representing something very, very wonderful. Self-awareness. Self-awareness. Think about that. What's self-awareness to you, first of all? Aware of self. Okay, I'm aware I'm here right now. I'm aware of that. I'm aware that these leaves are moving around me. I'm aware of that. Am I aware of my thoughts? Am I aware of the power of my words? Am I aware of my feelings and how I can govern the way that I feel? Am I aware of my actions? And that maybe... Let's get the fire going. Maybe that's too much. Am I aware? Have I made fire very many times? What we practice, we get good at. Are we aware of that? Are we aware that we might be really good at yelling at our children? Maybe we're really good at complaining. What's your habits like during the day? If you were to evaluate your life on a 15-minute increment during the day, every 15 minutes from the second you woke up, sit down and write down what you did the last 15 minutes and what you're going to do the next 15 minutes. Wow, okay, so it would probably take me 15 minutes to write down what I just did the last 15 minutes and then prepare myself for the next 15 minutes. But there's a thought process there, okay? It's one that is always actively engaged because when, when our brain muscle is actively engaged in the doing of something, so let's rewind here many, many years going back out to a wilderness youth therapy program that I worked for in the early 90s and temperatures are pretty high. We're out there hiking in the deserts of Utah and one of these students, a young man about 16 years old, goes down, falls down right on the trail. We're hiking. He just, boom, falls down. We were all aware of that. We were aware that he needed some immediate attention. What I noticed was how unaware people were of their ability to respond effectively to an unforeseen incident that just took place. So we get to help people through these situations when these unforeseen events show up 
so if I am good at being aware, in other words, if I have trained myself to think, speak, feel, and act appropriately to get a specific result, then I can help others. If I know how to make fire many ways, how to maintain fire, I can help others do that too. So that day, this young man goes down on that trail. I had to get everyone really busy. Hey, you, I need you to get all the water bottles from everybody and get them out, okay? And get everybody's bandanas. Hey, you, I need you and you to set up two tarps, set up some shade over us, okay? Hey, I need you to come over here and help me, okay? Be getting in my bag and getting out my first aid kit, okay? Hey, I need you to get on the radio. You need to relay this information to the next guy, okay? We might have to get him to the hospital. I don't know. Hey, so will you, 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 you. So all this is going down in nanoseconds, okay? No time to think. But there was time to think. I was very aware of what I was doing. How? Why? What I knew was this young man was going to live no matter what. What I found out was that he wanted to get out of this wilderness therapy program. See, kids started to talk as he's coming to. He starts to talk as he's coming to. And... Find out that he'd been throwing his food out. Find out that he'd been faking his drinking his water. When we're drinking water, he's not drinking as much. Trying to make himself sick because he wanted to go home and be with his family. He was very well aware of that. He was very well aware that he wanted out. And he was willing to almost take his life, which he did not consider, to get that result. Be careful. Be careful out there. Be careful with your fires. Be careful with your thoughts. Be careful with your energy. Be careful with your awareness. Wow, because I'll tell you what. If I'm aware of all the things that I'm doing, let's say that I'm a family man, which I am. I have five children. Let's say that I want these results to get better every generation, which I've talked about relentlessly. Well, I better be willing to do whatever it takes with the manufacturing of self and ensuring that I am taking this this process of eternal growth here, the seed of greatness, and nurturing it appropriately to become its greatest and highest, the best of what I am. Why? Well, if somebody said, hey, I can run a five-minute mile, but they only demonstrated a seven. If somebody said, hey, you know what? I'm going to figure out a way to keep our marriage together. But all they did was fight all day. See, we got to get the contradictions, the conflicts out of there. You've got to be so aware. You can't have wet firewood going in there unless that's all you have. Okay, if you know all you have is wet firewood and you need a fire, you've got to work with your circumstances. But most people's lives aren't on the line like that young man. Okay, most people aren't in a situation where they are really thinking, okay, my life was just on the line. The way that it's on the line is spiritually. Every day we're under some sort of unseen siege, some sort of attack, it seems, because most people are not aware about how they're going out there and spreading this contagious negative energy all over the place. And I don't like stepping in it. So that's why I'm here. Welcome to Winfield Ivers. Heal yourself. YouTube channel.
Okay, because that's what this is about. This is about you learning how to heal yourself physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. That's everything that we do in every single video format is to help people get better and better and better at everything in their life. Every day, making progress. It's important. I've told the sunflower story. I was thinking about it on the way up. I was thinking, okay, what if I was that sunflower that wasn't in that beautiful field of other sunflowers? What if I was that seed that got dropped off in some garbage pit pile? Would I whine and complain? No, I'm a seed of greatness. I grow no matter my environment. But see, humans are a little different. Humans get afraid, so then they tell the kids, hey, 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 don't do that, don't do that. Instead of saying, hey, look, it's really cold outside. It's possible you might get cold, okay? You have jackets, you have socks, you have boots, you have snow gear, you have a lot of things. It's really snowy, it's really cold. So, you make your decision, young child of mine, to make sure that you know how to work with the elements. See, if I tell you all the time to get your jacket on, it's cold outside, you won't ever, ever understand what it is that's helping you to become aware that says, wow, I'm cold, I should get a jacket on. First thing I do every day is I wake up. When I wake up, sometimes I notice random thoughts, maybe from dream time, maybe from Unfinished conversations the day before, the month before, unfinished projects, or, you know, how about this family member, how about, about that family member. So first thing I have to do is get aware that I'm in control of my thoughts. So I'm going to rewind, rewind here real quick. Because self-awareness is imperative, it's imperative. So I was born one day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was born. And, you know, first thing I did was breathe. The second thing I did was pee on the doctor. And then we moved to a new location when I was a year old. When I was two, I had a dream that these two monsters came and ate my mom and my dad and my sister. There were only us four in the family at that time. And I didn't like that these monsters ate my sister and my mom and my dad. So I went inside these two monsters and I got my family out and I told them, you're not eating my family, go away and don't come back. That really set the stage for my life. By the time I was five, I'd been diagnosed with severe asthma allergies. I'd been diagnosed with late calf Perthes disease, put on crutches told I couldn't use my right leg, a lot of different things happening in life, and yet I just somehow seem to always love being active. And so when I talk about healing yourself, I know all kinds of things happen. Oh my gosh, maybe you're somebody that just had a stroke and now you don't have all of the functions of your body the way you used to. Okay, I get it. Okay, I know my brother has autism. I get it. There's something very powerful within us. And if we are aware, self-awareness, if you're aware of anything, get aware that we're eternal. 
so many people, and usually they're very sad, those that do not believe in an eternal state, usually that I've witnessed, my observation here, and I've worked with thousands of youths and families over the last almost four decades, mostly around fires and wilderness. And I'm telling you what, man, when it comes to that eternal awareness and that almost a bitter attitude that says, well, like one gal said, I don't want there to be eternity because why would I want this misery to continue on? Well, you got to get over that. Sorry, you just got to get over it. You just got to be able to say, hey, you know what? Fact is that it's wet firewood. Fact is it's smoking everywhere. Fact is I just want to get warm. Fact is whatever it is, ground yourself to the facts. The facts. Because that's the only place you can start from once you understand your environment. Fact is, maybe you live in a trailer in Compton. I don't know. Fact is, maybe you live in a mansion, you know, out in Queens. Maybe you live in a cave in the wilderness. Okay, who cares where you live? It doesn't really matter. You are the determiner of how you grow in any environment. And no matter where you go, there you are again. Are you attracting the same kind of people? Are you aware of that? Are you aware that no matter where you go, you're saying, God, I got to change my life. Man, you know, I don't want this to happen again. Oh my gosh, like me, hangover, hangover, drunk, drunk, moving around all this, you know, okay. Jail time, five years without my driver's license, in and out of jail seven times. And, you know, and that's just one aspect. That doesn't even go into the drug addictions and all the other BS, okay. But what I'm talking about is I didn't go to, to, to Alcoholics Anonymous. I didn't go to rehab. I went to God. I said, hey, I need some help. I got the help. But I had to do a lot about it. That's what I'm saying. When your life's on the line, you reach out to the unseen because when you're in the wilderness alone, that's all you have. So our lives aren't on the line in a sense. So it makes it easy for someone who's addicted to almost tamper and play around with their sacred life, not even being self-aware that they're doing that. And then all of a sudden, boom, they're gone. Overdose, suicide, who knows? So let's roundhouse this back to some simplicities here because this is good news. This is really good. Okay, it's, it's really an exciting time to be alive. This is like the best of the best of the times in this world. Are you kidding me? You look around, you can see the most diverse attitudes, characteristics, the beautiful landscapes of this world. We have access to the world and parts of the universe right in our freaking face, in our living rooms, on a computer. We can put whatever we want right there. And we can put whatever we don't want right there. You choose. It's important. So as I go through life, and I learn and observe how people are and how I want to be and how I want my children to be and knowing that all I can do is be a guidepost for my children. It's their life, not mine. And we wonder why we have problems with youth. No, 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 no. The problem is not with our youth, okay? The problem is in the parenting. The, par the problem is in the leadership, Yes, we've got a lot of great parents. Yes, we've got a lot of great leaders. Yes, we've got a lot of great youth. But we need to make some changes. And those changes have to come within each of us on our own. 
If we're not changing everything within us, if we're not taking our physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual and restoring it daily, if we're not taking our thoughts, words, feelings, and actions and aligning that to the specific good results we want, if we're not adding up the cooperation and honor, respect, and trust in every relationship, and if we're not managing our resources and in wilderness, what I need is water, shelter, fire, and food. Money pays for that in society. So what does it take? What does it take? What does it take to live? Do you want to live? I want to thank you for listening to Inside the Raven's Eye. And if you have any questions that you would like to ask Coyote Thunderhawk, please email me at insidetheravenseye at gmail.com. Also, remember to visit earthandspiritmedicine.com and check out the great services. You have been listening to Coyote Thunderhawk in Conversations with a Shaman. I'm your host, Alan Mitchell, and we will see you on the next Inside the Raven's Eye. Much love and God bless.